Welcome to For the Culture Podcast. I'm Christina, this is Max, and this is Jose, and today we have Dr. No. Coach. Coach. Coach, you can call me what you want. Doctor, <laughs> hey, 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 Doctor Sarazi, you got to do that. Sarazi, okay. He's like a my doctor. Dad, okay. Well, my dad and my sister are doctors, oh, okay. heart doctors, and they heart come doctor. to me. They come to me, so <laughs> he's a doctor. In the my heart, okay. But Coach Sarazi, so, and yeah. tell us about yourself yeah. and like how you doing today. I'm doing very well. Uh, Feeling very blessed and grateful. Great day so far. I worked with clients. I taught a class, and I actually interviewed uh, a friend of mine, a yoga teacher. So now I'm being interviewed. So it's like the perfect balance. Okay. okay. The interview okay. has gone in front of the camera. We're asking you questions now. What? We're gonna be asking you questions. Now. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I know me. You was talking on the phone, and we just discussed a couple of things just yeah. now. Um, go ahead and touch on the topic with the. 9-11 thing you talking to us about. Okay, so we're going all the way in, yeah. off the bat. Uh, just a little, give a background about me, um, you know, parents were born in Pakistan, or of, uh, like, Pakistani, Persian, Arabic, like, all that, that whole mix, South, a- uh, South Asia, Middle Eastern, like a mix. So it's divided. Well, it's all it intermixed, yeah, yeah, so it's like, there's a lot, there's a huge story of that, um, but we don't need to touch on that, yeah. So I was born in Saudi Arabia, but I'm the youngest of four. My father's a cardiologist, he moved from Pakistan, like, grassroots, I'm talking about, he has a great story. Moved to America, you know, started a family, did so much for all of us to provide us with an opportunity. Um, three older siblings were born in the States, then he went and worked, and uh, they left Atlanta to go to Saudi Arabia. I was born, uh, and then I was back in Atlanta like a year and a half. So essentially, I don't really remember too much of it, so I grew up in ATL, so that's all I remember. Zone 6? What? Zone 6? He's like, what is that? 30338. I'm done with it. But all of yeah, so, um, man, just. Family provided a lot of love for me. You know, I never saw, I was never taught, I never saw color in it. Like, we're all one. That's the way I've always looked at everything. And uh, that's the way my family raised me. So, my mom, amazing, most, the kindest woman in the world. So, she would just make me food and I would just play ball. Like, that's, and I was just super active. So, I naturally gravitated towards sports. And uh, like I guess the 9/11, the whole reason I brought up is I was so young, I didn't really understand all this stuff that was going on. But having the Middle Eastern background and stuff, I was in seventh grade, so imagine like 12 years old, about to turn 13, and that stuff happens. Um, Put you in a tough position. Yeah, and you and know you're what? Young too, on top of so, that. Yeah, no, but it's like you already got the stress, social stresses of being a. A, a boy turning into like a man and trying to figure out your place in the world and my whole life I've always been the number one minority so even though in Atlanta and like you know I've always understood that but people haven't really understood my side to the story or even just like in our generation the Middle Eastern Muslim population even though I'm not like a follower you know any of that but it's just like I just stand for justice and equality for all forms of life but it's it's a story that you know hasn't been spoken about very much. Is like there's so many people from that background that are just kind, cool people. They're not doing anything, but because of this stigma from 
the media and all the this stuff, stereotypes and all that. So it's like, yeah, I just, uh, I feel like my world changed because I was like a happy baby. I had, I felt safe and supported in my environment. But when that happened, I no longer felt like I belonged. Like I was already always the number one minority. The only like kid from a Middle Eastern Muslim background growing up in Dunwoody, Georgia. And then after that happened, it's just like a, a trickle effect. And I also moved to Valdosta for a semester in eighth grade. That was Where quite South Georgia. Oh. Yeah. So I've been through it all, man. I've seen, I've seen a lot of south. stuff. Yeah, dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty yeah. south. Yeah. Yeah. So and um, yeah. I mean, I've been called it all. I've seen it all, or I've experienced a lot as far as when it comes to just not being treated as kind as we should. I don't be yeah. liking that, man. When I be seeing them like pick people up just because of what they are at the airport or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that yeah. happened in our family. All of it. And the funny, it's just, it's. I mean, I've find humor in it because if you think about it like my father was the youngest he did the best he could to provide for his family model citizens myself was a 4-0 student in high school super talented just want to see people happy and stuff but um, that's why it's best not to assume without asking and we should be kind and compassionate and get to know one another because I feel like my whole life people have just like they see the outside and they speak about others more than they speak with them. And that leads yeah. to just all sorts of unnecessary conflicts, resistance. I'm not going to say my story was similar to yours, but I used to have dreads and people yeah. would look at me different because I had dreads. And then when I cut my hair off, they looking at me like I'm a brand new person. Yeah. And black us blacks too have a similar situation too where cops are like, they're threatened by it for some reason, because yeah. like, um, a whole bunch of um, shooting with blacks. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. That's stereotypes. Stereotypes. You know, stereotypes See, are horrible. It's so <laughs> funny. So I'm like, I've always, like I said, I just vibe with everybody, whoever my friends are. So I've always had, like, we even in high school I had like the creams, the browns, in between. So I've always been a connector and facilitator because, like I said, like my family raised me everyone's welcome like it's all good so I always had like black best friends white best friends like Hispanic we we had I've always chilled with everyone so it's kind of funny too because that it's I have um, I it was hard for me to always find a place because kind of in Atlanta too it was like very white and black and then there's like almost it's like there's like a war going on and I'm just like trying to be a peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Florida's different. What? Yeah, Florida's different. Oh, you know, like, well, Florida crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they said, we're very racist. Well, you still in Georgia. Oh, for sure. I experience it all the time. But the thing is, is like I will say, being in South Florida and Miami was the first time that people ask me about my background and are actually intrigued and it's like an admirable quality and characteristic yeah, as opposed to growing right. up I was just like yeah. kind of embarrassed about everything right. because like no shame yeah no, 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 but you <laughs> know like I, going through those growing pains I didn't I, I didn't have the strength and awareness that I do now and like when you're growing up, you don't have the voice. Like you're still figuring out your voice in the world. <laughs> like there's a lot of things that, but uh, I believe everything happens for a reason. So did this lead you into wanting to be a health coach? So since I was a baby, 
like I'm telling you, just food, being active, making people happy. So, and I was um, always playing. So naturally, my cousins and everyone who was around, I would always get us together to play whatever game it is. Basketball, football, anything with a ball, table tennis, pool. Like, I, I'm just a gamer. I just like to chill, play games, and hang out with my friends, eat good food, stuff like that. So super simple. So from a, I kid you not, like, as far as I remember, I would get people together. We would have healthy competition with things, but then, you know, just enjoy each other's company. So I've always been into sports and athletics and an influencer amongst friends, family, whoever I'm around. Kind of like, I was the youngest, but I, I feel like since I was born, I was put into a leadership role, especially because of my father's background and me being his youngest son and then having so much family around and then, So you know, family influence kind of pushed you into a path of wanting to just do better for, and help other people yes. be healthy. Help other people be healthy. Also, I will say, my dad's a cardiologist, so healthcare. He helps people with their heart. He's preaching to you, right? What? He's always preaching to you about. Kind of. So my my um, my family, and as I got older, you know, uh, my dad, they're more like conservative uh, Islamic. So I was raised with the foundations of discipline, uh, Islam, whatever you hear, and not um, it's a religion of love and peace, and mostly it's all that. People just get confused with the message. Love, peace, hygiene, being kind and compassionate to yourself and to everyone else. So I would said my prayers five times a day. I would fast and have basketball practice. So from a young age, I had more discipline than anybody. anybody. Like people would be teasing me. I'm fasting in school and they're like teasing me with their flaming Hot Cheetos and stuff and messing around with me, but it's cool. Like I've been used to it my whole life as far as like, I. I feel like I've always had a higher mountain to climb, per se. So how did that translate into basketball? Okay, so about, exactly, so I was just super disciplined. I always wanted to be the best. So younger, I was a little bit, I am a fiery person. I just learned to tone it down. Like when I would invite friends over basketball tournaments and stuff, like I took nothing. Like I would play everyone and all that, but it was all in a healthy. It was competitive. It was competitive, but healthy competitive. It's like I'll invite you over, I'll wax you and whatever <laughs> we play, but then I'll feed you. Yeah. It's not like ego. There's no ego involved. Like it's more of just that camaraderie and that healthy bonding. And um, so I, I've had I've vision playing in the NBA. That's all I did. So like I would come home um, from school do whatever I want to do, make sure my mom's good, make sure my mom's cool with me, and I just go play basketball right outside for like four hours a day. Vision, envisioning. I've done so much visualization of tearing it up in the NBA. And like I said, I, I started playing, like at eighth, I was eight years old. And I remember the first, I played in Tony Baptist Church. Uh, first year I played with like the Utah Jazz, I won MVP. And like I would kill it in church leagues, but when it came time and once we mixed, and like middle school and the nine, like all the people who I thought were my friends and stuff like that, it just didn't work out. We all have things in life where it's like we had these huge hopes and dreams, and it's just like things just did not work out the God, way I wanted to. Plans. So I never even got a chance yet, but I never even. So all I, from a young age, all I ever dreamed about was playing basketball with my friends, and it just never panned out. And then I mean, there's a lot more to the story 
in high school, no one from Dunwoody played on the team. It was like a recruited all-star team. So there wasn't even any point in tryouts. So I've become, okay, so I know we got off topic. I've become a coach, and what I've become is what I always needed. And what I feel like is a, a male, positive role model, someone who's like, what is your dream? Okay, I got you. I, I never had a coach or a teacher or someone like ask me how I'm doing, what my dream is, and how they're going to help me accomplish that. So pretty much my friends, my clients, everyone who I meet, I'm like, okay, what is your dream? How are we going to make you happy? Because like, and that's kind of like, I guess, for some of our path, we become what we always desired or needed. What so, kind of, oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, that's in a roundabout way, so it's just like, there's so, we can take so many different angles, that was just the angle that flowed right now as far as how I became coach, but um, I always wanted to be the best, and then I didn't have support, so I would always better myself. Anytime people didn't believe in me, I would always channel it into bettering myself. Um, as for, um, I know a lot of kids, um, they go through so much mm -hmm. um, in the child development stages, yes. you know, with bullying and everything. Um, in New York, they used to have programs where they would have all the kids, like, till 11 o'clock, you, you had unlimited gym and everything. Yeah. And they've been taking it away from schools. What do you feel about, like, those type of situations? Like, do you feel like um, athletics is very helpful in releasing anger and etc.? I feel, uh, yes, I feel like, well... It, it's all about channeling, but it needs to be a safe space. So the thing is, is, and I want to develop, you know, a lot of wellness and, or wellness and community centers where everyone has the opportunity because athletics is a great avenue to help build character and build that teamwork and work on those values and be a team together because that's how we accomplish things in life. But I do feel like it's a top-down thing. So if the coaches, the system, and all that stuff is corrupt, yeah. It's not going to work because if the coaches are looking out for themselves and not for the kids, how do you that you, you're setting an example? Because at the end of the day, when we're kids, we absorb everything. So if the top, if your teachers and coaches aren't really authentic and they're not really looking out for the best interests of the kids, um, then it'll be like anything else. It'll be a product of that. What's the best way to lose weight? <laughs> uh, start off by breathing, be, uh, hydrating, eating well. I mean, I, I believe in taking a holistic approach, but it's all about understanding your why and then just being mindful and present with everything that you do. So you don't believe in like girls when they go get like lipo and Brazilian butt? Uh, people, you, people can do whatever they want. I, I have a very grassroots like master what uh, you have in front of you. So be present in each and every moment. Um, shortcuts don't usually, shortcuts are, gonna, shortcuts are gonna be borrowed time. If you try to take shortcuts, there's always gonna be people like me who are patient, persistent, and work hard for it, and you're never gonna win taking the, like, easy, way the easy way out. It's just like kinda like, and that, that's, Part of my mission is, you know, I want to be a role model for people that, like, look, you can do things properly and still achieve the highest success in life. You don't have to follow the trends in the crowd. All right, so first let's start off with what is a holistic coach? Okay, so holistic coach, 
Holistic meaning whole, encompassing all of it. So it's not just uh, it's uh, not just personal. It's not just like okay, losing weight. It's like men or whoever I'm working with, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, environmentally, socially. You want to take every piece of the pie into consideration because without one of those pieces you're not whole and that's mm. the way I look at holistic there's a lot of things nowadays that are trending people like these words people like a lot of this stuff holistic coach for me it means that and just being authentic and authentically kind we're all I'm not perfect I still got so many things to work on but to be a great coach I feel like you just have to have experienced something and be willing to share to help someone in their path of growth. You don't have to have it all, but at least owning where you are. So when you, when a patient, you call them, you call them I, patients, I, I, clients? It depends. Clients, clients, I do work with patients too. It just depends on the environment. Okay, so um, when someone comes to you and they're like, like I need help, like mind, body, and spirit, like yeah. just, they don't know what to do. What? Yeah. How would you go about diagnosing how to help them? So I don't really, Diagnosed because you come with all this stuff and I'm not getting yeah. in trouble. Um, how would you narrow so, down? So uh, what, what do people call that? What do they call that? FTC? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it's I don't like it at all because I've, 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 um, I've been very diligent in um, respecting down. the process, everyone's process. Okay, so it just depends. It, for me, there's so many practical components. But I will say, and these are the things that you can't really learn is, I'm very, I've always been, or had heightened senses and everything with energy. So I base, whether it's a client, a friend, or anything, a genuine connection. Like we have to be real with each other. So um, it just depends on how, first off, how they met or how we were introduced. If they were referred, then it's kind of like there's already an understanding. If there's someone just asking me for help. So what I'm saying is every situation is unique. So I don't really case follow up. Yeah, what? So it's case by case. Case by case. Everything I do is, like I said, is, um, I feel like in order to serve best, you have to look at each situation as unique. So obviously I learn from all my experiences, but to be able to help someone genuinely, uh, I got to be present with them and meet them where they're at okay. and then understanding like so but a great uh, where I start is what is your story and what is your dream what are your dreams and your goals so from that we get a picture of okay where have they been where are they now where would they love to be mm-hmm. and then it's just you kind of create a, a, a direction and we can create goals and plans but I like simplicity so like one thing so when I meet someone and I usually one thing at a time we not doing too much. So how important is the uh, mental aspect? I know you talk about it a lot. Yeah. Spiritual aspect as well. So how part? How important is that? Uh, that's. I, I look at spirituality as the top of the totem pole. Um, you know, because that's uh, that's the spirit. That's our essence. That's our gift of life. The spirit, the psyche is like um, the intellect also. So I believe it it's all extremely important. And the mind, well the mind and the body, it's all interrelated. So you can't really separate them. They all work 
uh, together, but it's critical. I look at kind of the way I mentioned it was kind of the hierarchical system. I like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, and then environmentally. Mm-hmm. So like um, your relationship with with yourself, and then uh, being a witness of your emotions and your mental state, because most things come and go. What about religion? Religion, uh, I'm not too big into religion. What you can, but it's culture. It's not just for the culture. So it's whatever suits you. Great. If if whatever religion or whatever you want to practice, if you find value in it and it helps you be a better person and it helps you spread that light in others, awesome. I have seen a lot of hypocrisy in religion and following things because you get so stuck on certain ideologies, but as a human species, virtues and values are are always going to be important, but life evolves, our environment evolves. If we don't evolve with it, I feel like we're missing something. I've been preaching that for a while. I was like, how can you go based off of something so old when times are changing? Yeah, well, you apply it. But the thing is, is each religion, it's based around the same principles. You just have to take those virtues and values and apply them to today. It's just like, I give an example, and I've had a couple people they like that I say this, I was just in a, a yoga teacher training, but you know, yoga is a great, it's a great modality for movement and that mind-body-spirit connection. Now, yoga originates from the East, and their lifestyle, their body types were different. They weren't sitting in chairs like we do. So we need to adapt certain movement practices to suit us nowadays, right? Because a hundred years ago, I don't think everybody was like this all the time and on their laptops and sitting hunched over our lifestyles are different so we we want to be adaptive and it's just like survival of the fittest if you don't adapt good luck yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get luck it's like you have to so what, what kind of programs do you offer like um, or services services yeah so it's primarily uh, you know I like to, coaching. I, I I don't like to limit because I, I have I've developed a lot of skills. You know, I'm very passionate about all this, and I I have my own journey. I was in chronic pain when I was 18. I basically injured everything in my body, and I'm still healing. Like you know, so from that whole basketball thing, yeah. I realized that's that emotional heartbreak led to so just like we all have something. So for me, I took the over-exercise to compensate for that loss I felt emotionally. And then I just played so much, lifted so much weights, did all this stuff, misguided. I had a personal trainer when I was 15. By the time I was 18, I did all the supplements, the bodybuilding, all that stuff. I was jacked, but then I was in pain. And they couldn't figure out what it was. I so supplements are bad. They're bad for you, is that true? Yeah, pretty... Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I don't even like using good bad, but it's just... Uh, properly prescribed and know exactly what you're putting into your body and that's taking a risk unless you know where the source is you have no idea yeah, and, the supplements are not um, subject to the yeah food. yeah yeah exactly and supplement the definition is a supplement to a diet so if you're not even getting your diet right you're already why even go yeah, yeah. you're, you're just, shortcuts it back it comes back to being accountable for your life and 
like what you do and what you're creating moment to moment. But wait, where was our question? We're bouncing all over the place. Hopefully it's all good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. It's open. Um, I think it went back to like what kind of services? Oh, yeah, services. services. Gosh. Okay. So basically, uh, I would say primarily it's coaching, curating, and designing customized fitness, wellness programs, even sports specific for individuals, families, businesses, corporations. I'm open. I love helping people. I, there's nothing more fulfilling for me. Like I already have it than being able to share what I've worked so hard for and seeing people transform and for the, the betterment of themselves and just seeing it and seeing how they're positively impacting their family, their friends. So it's just a beautiful sight. It's a butterfly effect. So, so like businesses-wise? Um, corporate wellness, um, all of it. I teach class, okay, I teach group exercise. It's hard to say, I'm still figuring out because I do a lot and I'm open to doing wherever, what in, in whatever way I can serve and help people, I will. So I don't want to like box it out, yeah. but primarily it's teaching, it's educating, coaching, training, all of it. But broadly. Because there's so many yeah, because there's something so like it's I said, like an yes, it's an umbrella. That's why holistic, because I'm a huge believer in like I feel like my whole life people have been putting me in boxes and limiting. I'm like no limits, please, just let like <laughs> I I have no limitations, so please don't impose them on me. Um, and I feel like that's important for all of us, and that's I like to stand up for people. Like let's not limit ourselves. Do you use holistic in everything that you do? Yeah. So holistic meaning whole. Uh, training, uh, what do exactly, like, give me examples of what you train people. Okay, so let's say you want to get fit you want, or you want to get jacked, you want to get a six pack, but you also have low back pain. Um, I'd like to, breathing, and, but obviously I'll meet everyone where they're at, because if they're so blinded to doing like breathing and corrective exercise and stuff like that, I will find ways to, to sneak it in, but holistic meaning in a in a exercise uh, or a training session, we're gonna do stuff for your posture, your core. To if you're in pain or something like that, we're gonna work on that. We're definitely gonna have a warm up. We're gonna do a total body integrative, like making you a better person physically, but also mentally. And it's training you for life. That's what holistic because like the exercises and the way that I teach people, it's to make you better holistically, and then obviously having to cool down. So it could be like um, core activation, corrective exercise, postural stuff. Then we get into strength and conditioning, but then we have a restorative piece at the end and a little bit of meditation. So you, even the exercise uh, sessions are holistic. So it helps you keep that balance, balance and peace. Like kickboxing. <laughs> no, so even kickboxing. So all you gotta do is just make sure that you're balancing out the energy. So if you're putting out a lot of energy, just make sure that you're doing work in versus workout. That's a huge topic I I, I um, like to talk about. Just work balance. In versus work workout. Out. And we usually need to work in more than workout. When you say work in, what do you mean? Eating time with yourself. Oh, okay. It could be prayer, meditation, anything that gets you back into that space. Or you're you're getting to know and love and appreciate yourself, just like you said before the podcast. Be yourself. To be yourself, you got to spend time with yourself. Know yourself. 